when you get men and women who tend to think about things, um, it's just so much better decision making. And when you get cultural diversity and age diversity in that mix, you, you've got the golden ticket. So profits have been proven to be impacted by about 19% if you have that gender parity. Um, so we're, we're on a mission to try to spread the word in the industry. And, and because I love the, the industry so much as my other counterparts do, we love this industry. We've grown up in it and we want to nurture it and take care of it. And this is um, part of what our mission is to make the industry strong. Connect, influence, optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Welcome to The Channel Channel. This is David Loftus, CEO of ECIA and host of this session of the Channel Channel, a podcast sponsored by the Electronic Components Industry Association, covering topics that are important for participants of the electronic supply chain. I'm really pleased today to be joined by Jackie Maddox, founder and president of WE, Women in Electronics, a young and exciting organization dedicated to the professional and personal leadership development of women in the fast-paced electronics industry. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Happy to be here. I hope you and your family are staying safe. Certainly unique times in electronics and life in general around the world. Yes, we are actually hunkering down. We're all doing very well. Um, here in Orange County, we seem to be doing pretty well with our numbers. Seems like people are following protocol and all that. Let's just hope we get through this uh, quickly. <laughs> Super, super. Yeah, same here in Georgia. We're uh, mostly staying in our houses, get out every now and then just to be able to run to the grocery store. So I'm, I'm sure that's the case for most of our listeners as well. So in my first few weeks at ECIA, you and I had the opportunity to chat by phone, and uh, we discussed the opportunity to have you join our podcast series to share a bit more about your organization. But before we get started, I guess maybe just a fun opening question for you. Uh, what is a fun fact about you that few people know? Oh, my goodness. I don't think there's too much fun nowadays. <laughs> like, uh, but, no, one, one fun fact, I guess, would be I started out in college in radio, TV, film. That's what I always wanted to do, journalism major. have always loved um, stories about people. So today you're interviewing me. I prefer to be the one interviewing because I love hearing about people and their stories. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably a lot more talented at that than I am. No, I just, I, I really love um, hearing more than I love speaking. I, I really like to hear other people's stories because I learn so much. And through doing the podcast that I've been doing, it's amazing um, when you get the insight from leaders, um, just how valuable that is. And Another fun fact, though, is Bill Bradford, your predecessor, who I adore, um, he was my first women in electronics interview, and he's so gracious and kind <laughs> to be the first one. So um, that's kind of interesting that now I'm your first um, as you're coming on. So that's kind of a full circle. Fantastic. Well, 
I think you're being quite modest. I, I, from our initial conversation, I know that you're very eloquent and well-spoken, so I'm, I'm sure you're going to do a great job. I guess maybe to, to, to dig into it, I, how did the idea of WE come about? And maybe tell us about how you got started. Really, I had been in the industry for many years and had a really good run. Um, I worked for a uh, rep company called English Technical Sales, amazing mentors. Um, Tony English Sr. was my uh, first mentor in the industry. Um, Cameron English's son, I worked for him for a long time. We became kind of more like siblings. <laughs> we had a sibling kind of relationship. Um, and really, Dave Sauerwald um, goes back to Leon Unger, one of the original radio pioneers. Um, I just... I got mentored up at a young age really quickly. Um, looking back now, I just go, wow, I'm surprised that happened. But to tell you the truth, it was great for me. I, I got mentored really well. I was always real young compared to everyone. So I think they need like, we'll try to help you. You know, we'll try to help you up. And I was always surrounded by, I feel like, a group of really good people. I stayed home to be with my kids for a number of years when my husband traveled the world. And um, then when I was coming back to work, I, it was interesting. I was printing out my resume this one day, and I got a call from English Technical going back. And I was like, let's print it out my resume. And they're like, no, no, come back and talk to us. So I lived back to my same position, my same job, everything. <laughs> so I was shocked when they started sending me to the executive conferences again. And I thought at that point I was going to not be one of the young ones. I thought that I was going to be one of the older ones. And um, I was in my mid-40s, and so I came back, and I'm looking around. I was at one of the executive conferences, and I was just in a daze. And um, I remember one of uh, uh, my female associates came up, Jackie, what's the matter? And I was looking around, and I said, I I'm just so surprised. Like, where is everyone? I I was expecting to see more youth. I was expecting to see more women, but I had seen all the same faces, which I was very happy to see. But I also was worried at that time. I thought, oh my gosh, like, is anybody noticing that we're not bringing up our youth and there's nobody like coming up? Like, where, where are they? What, what's going on? And so I started getting this idea to um, start something with women to kind of pull women together in a community. Um, it seemed like so many women I would meet, they were just amazing. They just seemed awesome and like, okay, well, why aren't you moving up? Like, what, what's going on? So we formed the first uh, Women in Electronics Conference in uh, 2017. And really, that's what started the whole thing. It, it just it literally got kicked off from there with a group of 20 people coming from across the country. Um, most of us didn't each other too well um that sparked women in electronics so monica heifel from Kemet, amy keller uh from arrow they were the key soldiers right in arm in arm with me and right when i met monica i met her at an eds show in vegas and i just knew i was like okay this <laughs> we got a partner with monica and then i met amy shortly after and knew instinctively she was kind of part of the three musketeers and the three of us together have been really an amazing team it's been probably my biggest um joy <laughs> i've had is work 
with Monica and Amy and being so inspired. Um, it, it's just been a, an amazing run with them. And then working with the other members, the, the founding board, who literally <laughs> we wouldn't be without them and their connections and their efforts and their passion. So really, to sum it up, that's how it all got started. Wow, that's really fantastic. Uh, we talked uh, earlier about one of the goals being leadership development. And uh, I think when we were on the phone together, we were talking about the fact that many studies support that uh, the idea that diversity equals better results for businesses. Can you share your thoughts on that? Yeah, first of all, a lot of our leadership development is infused with diversity and inclusion. As you know, in our industry, um, you know, we're a very mature industry and we're very male dominated. Um, what I find very endearing is so many of our male leaders are open and listening and wanting to progress and make changes. And I think we're on to, you know, something here where we're, we're on to a, a new momentum, which is amazing to see. Um, but yes, all the facts and data, it's not just a feel good thing. Profits are directly impacted by diversity. So we have a ton of information and facts and data on our website, but what we have found that decision making goes up substantially when you have equal representation of men, women in decision making positions. Um, there's so many times that when you group, we put people together that just like you and think like you, you might be able to make quick decisions, but you don't know what you're missing. There's so much you've lost in that gap. So when you get men and women who tend to think about things, um, it's just so much better decision-making. And when you get cultural diversity and age diversity in that mix, you, you've got the golden ticket. So profits have been proven to be impacted by about 19% if you have that gender parity. Um, so we're, we're on a mission to try to spread the word in the industry and, and because I love the, the industry so much as my other counterparts do. We uh, love this industry. We've grown up in it and we want to nurture it and take care of it. And this is um, part of what our mission is to make the industry strong. Wow, 19%. I know a lot of companies that would like to have a 19% improvement in performance. Uh, your, your organization's goals are empower, develop, advocate, and celebrate. Can you share a little bit about how you pick those goals? Well, to tell you the honest truth, it was uh, Monica, Amy, and I get together. We try quarterly. It's been tough recently. But we try to get together in person to do these huddles, uh, we call them. And usually we spend about a day and a half or so together, and we literally just roll up our sleeves and brainstorm and, and get through things. So in one of our huddles, that is what we came up with. So. Monica and Amy have been, from the very beginning, um, just working alongside me to come up with every little aspect of women in electronics, and it all starts and stops right there with um, that group and in, in developing, like, what are our goals? What are our missions? What is our mission statement? It all was developed with myself, Monica, and Amy in one of our huddles. So we developed a mission statement together. And then we came up with our goals because we all agreed on the different aspects and the different levels of learning we needed to do as women. So we came up with um, celebrate because it's one of our goals. We 
because women supporting other women. We need to bring women together in the industry and help support each other. We're finding it's not always the case that women are supportive of each other. Um, so we really need to work on that. And we need to be conscious and aware of how we treat other women when we disagree with them and why sometimes women compete because maybe there's not enough seats at the table. Maybe um, they're trying to protect their position. There's lots of different reasons. But, you know, the, the nine, there's about a 90%, I would say, of women that support other women. That 10% that doesn't can make a serious impact on progress. So we're working on all that. Um, advocate is another one of our goals. We look at our mentorship program under that category. Monica has done an amazing job putting a industry-wide mentorship program together. And the reason this is so critical is we went out to all, we went out to so many industries and we talked to so many consultants and we could not find a program that was an industry-wide program. So what did we do? We created our own. <laughs> so we took the best practices from different mentorship programs we found and we put them all together. Monica created this with her team. It's done a fabulous job. We're just now finishing our first pilot. And what we have found is that many women don't get mentored up the same way men do. And there's some reasons for that. One of them is um, casualness. So a lot of men tend to be more casual in your mentorship. So say for you, you know, there might be a, a young professional coming up in the ranks. He might say, hey, you know, David, can you come and have a beer with me and let's just talk and get some advice from you. And then you meet again the following week and you start chatting. And, and men tend to learn also business acumen through doing all that. Like there's just so many things that happen in that process. So women, just being the way we tend to be, we don't want to overstep our back. We, we, we go a couple levels above ourselves to say, hey, so-and-so, can you come to lunch with me? We, maybe we're overstepping. So women tend to like more of a formalized program. Men tend to like informal. So we've created this mentorship program so we can start connecting the women and men to now come together in an industry-wide mentorship program. So um, moving beyond that, another goal would be developed. Um, this is one of the key cornerstones of women in electronics, women in electronics, because we have a monthly leadership development program where we train women on leadership development. Um, a lot of times, if you're in that upper level, you're a VP of sales or whatever, you might get leadership training, but what happens to the rest of the people? What happens to the inside sales people and the product managers and you know, maybe some factory people that wanna get it too? So we are offering this to everybody. Every woman who wants to succeed, who wants to um, go to a different level on her career journey, this program is for them because now they have access to things that they're normally maybe not having access to at a very reasonable price. And we also focus very heavily on personal and professional development. So we firmly believe um, maybe the traditional styles of leadership have been purely professional development, but we just don't believe that you can properly lead in your maximum capacity if you're not personally developed. So we look at unconscious bias, we look at self-awareness, we look at all kinds of aspects 
of the personal development so then you can bring it into the professional world. How do you handle conflict? How do you handle crisis? How do you handle change? So this all from your personal development and women were finding the overall theme is confidence. Um, women tend to have lower confidence than men um, because we haven't developed it capacity men have. So um, we're trying to help women overcome their fear, maybe being the only one in a boardroom of 20 men. And, you know, there's just different obstacles a woman faces. So we try to give them that forum to face all those issues and, and rise above. And then empower is, is uh, our fourth goal. And that is women working with other women networking. So like I was saying, is connecting people together. The networking component is so critical to industry uh, recruitment and retention. So when you get an industry that looks more diverse or you get women coming together and participating in activities that are um, more geared towards women, it's attractive. You know, people want to start attracting to it and women start developing deeper relationships, which they should. And that helps solidify those women in the industry. It keeps them, they have a place to call home. So we have our chapters, which are now virtual uh, because we can't meet in person, but they're going really well. And, yeah. you know, we have other events, so. Fantastic. Well, so you mentioned that you guys just got your start in 2017, and already you think that your association's progress has been marked by a number of different phases. Can you explain that? Yeah, so we do have rhyme and reason for what we're doing. We do have four different phases, and the first phase of the back in 2017 was literally working ourselves. Um, so what I would say the message that I would want to relay is it's important to know what we are, but also what we're not. <laughs> so what we are is about unity, not just with ourselves, but it's with the men in the industry. And every woman I work with at Women Electronics has excellent relationships with their male counterparts. So our mission is to unite the industry and never to divide. So that's one thing I want to make really clear, too, is that, you know, we're here to just come alongside the industry and to, to make things better for all of us. Let's not blame others. Let's not say what happened weren't wrong. <laughs> Let's just say, what is it that we need to improve on as individuals in order to overcome some of the obstacles we feel we face? Um, moving beyond that is women working with other women because there's power in that. So that's part of that celebrating. It's like, let's come together. Let's support each other. And let's um, be a, a good community of women in this industry. Um, and then beyond that, it's women and men uniting. And that is pretty much the phase we're in right now, um, where we're really trying to the men. Um, we're going to keep women in electronics very pure to our mission, to our goals, and to support women. But we also want to include the men, uh, for instance, at our conference this coming year, our annual leadership conference. We were going to have men in the industry join us on our second day. We just don't know that we'll be able to have an in-person conference this year. We have to wait and see. But different events we do, we want to include men um, because these are really issues the men want to hear about. And uh, they need to know for managing their female counterparts, things like that. So it's helpful and beneficial to everybody. So we're in that phase, right, of really uniting both men and women. 
And then the fourth phase, which, you know, we're, we're, we're this is a, a never ending, we're, we're trying over and over and over, but this is really where ultimately I think we're going to thrive is bringing the whole channel together. So now uh, we have our sales channel and our end users. We really don't have hardly any end users in our women in electronics community. And we had to sit back and scratch our heads and think about that and realize as the sales channel, like we're the channel, and then we look at our end customers, we see them as part of our industry because they're our end users. They don't see themselves as part of our industry. They might be in the medical industry and uh, communications and whatever it might be, energy, transportation. Um, so what we're going to start doing is, is making some concerted marketing efforts for, say, um, take medical, for instance, since we're in this time um, in our globe right now. We will take the medical end users and do a marketing effort, say, you are part of our industry and we want you in our group. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what we're doing well. Um, so we think we can um, have something really just on a, a, a next level once we can get some end users into our women electronics group because what amazing discussions we can start to have and how much more connected we can be. So those are the four, four phases. Fantastic. It seems like you guys have given that a lot of thought. Yeah, uh, you mentioned to me that we is based on a committee structure. Can you describe those committees and how you work? Yeah, so how that works is we really are run like an organized uh, organization. <laughs> we, we have a structure. So we have the executive team makes all the decisions and then everything gets implemented. Everything we wanna, we wanna accomplish gets accomplished through our committee structure. So right now we have four main areas of our committee structure. We have office, which I run. We have communications and marketing that's run by Diane Sweeney uh, from CE. And we have programs and events that's run primarily by um, Amy Keller and Monica Highfield. And now we have a new person on board who's actually employed. Uh, Sue Buckley is helping with that as well. And um, then we have uh, membership services, which includes our chapters and um, events. So we have Holly Good from Cornell Dublier, who's run as well as from our new person, Sue Buckley, um, as well. So anybody who wants to be, we would encourage help uh, with this committee structure because that's how we get everything accomplished. And um, so that's how they can participate and be involved. You mentioned a lot of big names in our industry. Uh, it looks like you guys have some really great corporate sponsorship. Can you explain how more companies can work with you? Yes. Well, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to our founding sponsors when we first started Women in Electronics. I'm not kidding you. I mean, this was just <laughs> the most grassroots effort you can imagine. Um, and these founding sponsors, I'm still amazed when I look back and I just can't believe that they supported us. And what they were supporting was the credibility of the women involved. They were supporting the fact that they knew that something needed to be done. They didn't know how it should be done, but they trusted us. And like, it's hard to say that without kind of tearing up, but like, I, I look back and I still can't believe it, but companies like Amphenol, Aero, Avnet, uh, Cornell Dublier, Digikey, Chemet, 
and new work, if it wasn't for them, we literally would not be here because they give us the funds we needed to get off the ground. Um, absolutely amazing. And then we, we had some corporate sponsors, critical corporate sponsors come alongside us as well. Um, and those are AVX, PE, and PTI family of companies. Um, again, they've helped take us to the next level. And, you know, having said that, it's just not even the sponsorship. I look at people, Michael Knight, been a huge advocate and has spoke for us at the ECIA luncheon we do. Um, just amazing advocate. He's put together a great presentation, which I'm dying for the industry to hear because I think it's one of his greatest presentations, but it's called Coding Diversity into Technology. Would love for him to be able to give that talk sometime at an industry event, but we've had other people like this. You know, Phil Gallagher uh, from Avnet was on our radio program and just really making a difference. We had him on a EDS panel event last year and going back to Abnet and, and making differences in HR with some things he's learned. Um, I could go through this list and name so many people at these different companies. Don Acres coming on our program soon and has really got on board with women in electronics and what we're doing as well. Hemet Billow, a substantial man. I didn't know him too well before EDS panel last year, and he went back to Kemet and put some amazing women's programs together that are helping the team thrive. Um, Dave Doherty from Digikey. I mean, Dave was one of the first ones on board, and um, I think the program's helping Digikey substantially. Dave's been a huge fan, and we're forever grateful. Uh, to DigiKey. So, I mean, I could just literally go down the list. We've had, um, we've been blessed, very blessed. So if anybody wants to be involved, all they have to do is contact me, uh, Jackie at electronic.com. And also we have Cindy Weir. She works for PEI Genesis and she's been super um, helpful and a, re a real key cornerstone to our sponsorship program. So Cindy manages our sponsors, and to tell you the truth, I think she's one of the reasons we've thought of our sponsors. Um, so we just have a great uh, team of people. And then recently we've gotten some in-kind sponsorships too, so that's another area where we also could use some help is Aspen Core, which is a division of They're helping us with marketing, so they have an in-kind um, sponsorship. And then we have a couple of other marketing companies that have really come alongside us to help with events. Um, one of them in particular is Lectrix. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, Dave, but they are a marketing company designed uh, to support our industry. Um, I'm not sure if you've done much work with them, but amazing group of people. I met them um, at a conference. Uh, they're, they're one of their owners, Graham, nice guy. We ended up connecting. We happened to sit next to each other. And now, with all the virtual platforms needed in this climate we're in, um, he's offered to help us with um, our EDS event that we were going to have that now we're taking online. Um, these platforms could be quite expensive, so they're supporting us with um, helping to provide the platform. Um, and then we had a company called ITA Group who's been with us since the beginning, and they're, again, another marketing company, and they helped us early on with logo and you know, some different things and, and helping to host some events. So we've been so fortunate and um, would love to partner with more companies if, if they're interested. Wow. That's a really impressive list of industry heavyweights that you've got involved. But I, I suppose the essence of 
your organization is really about the members. And if someone wanted to be able to get involved with WE, how would somebody do that? Well, um, really, they can go to our website, womenelectronics.com. They can email admin. And, and really, they're e emailing an admin, but it's really a person. Her name is Sue Buckley. Her and I communicate frequently during the day. Um, so Sue Buckley would be the one getting back to them. <laughs> and um, they could just submit, you know, that they want to be involved. A lot of times what happens, too, is I'm um, directly involved with our members. I'm doing this because I'm passionate about it. I love um, every aspect of women thriving. And um, when a member, any potential member contacts us, I actually want to be somebody that they talk to. I, I want to explain the program. I'll do our corporate presentation. I'll walk them through the whole thing because I love, I love the organization and I love what we're doing. And so if anybody wanted to contact me directly, I'm always open to it. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, Sue can give them information, just however they want. We're, we're here to be available. Fantastic. So do you have any upcoming events that listeners should know about? You mentioned EDS and a couple of others. Yeah, so we have our next virtual event is the one that was taken virtual from the EDS um, in-person. was supposed to be in-person meeting, but it's called Power of Progress, Creating a Lasting Legacy. And that's very timely because here this was created before all this happened in our globe. But really, the way I look at what's happening right now is Circumstances are, we're always going to be facing changing circumstances. This pandemic right now is a, a circumstance. There's going to be another one behind it and another and another. What do we do in our industry to make progress, move forward beyond what's happening? Talk to leaders like John Acre, they're thriving. CPI is thriving. I talked to Kemet, they're thriving. You talk to a lot of these, they're able to adjust and they thrive. So what is that? What's that secret sauce? So that's what we're going to be talking about um, on this panel event. And it, we're going to have John Acre, Monica Heifel from Kemet, um, uh, Marty McCurdy from Spirit Electronics, and Kimberly Appleton from OnSemi um, as our panelists. And that's May 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So an invite going out, I believe, this week, if not very early next week. Okay, super. And I know that, uh, that, that our newsletter is uh, mentioning that as, and promoting that as well. And uh, Jackie, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing with us about WE. It sounds like an incredible organization and an incredible objective. And we wish you and your organization the very best for the future. Oh, that's super sweet. But really, I want to give a shout out to ECIA too, because I want you to know, and Deb Pierce was incredibly instrumental in having a relationship with ECIA and everything she did to help get us going to where we are now and build I would have to say one of the things that was critical for us is Bill Bradford. We were at um, an event, I think it was EDS a couple years ago, maybe 2017. And I walked up to Bill Bradford and I, ha I didn't know him much at all. And I just said, Bill, hi, I'm Jackie Maddox. I'm do you think you can do me a favor and make an announcement for women in electronics? <laughs> and he was very gracious and very kind. And, oh, yeah, yeah, Debbie talked to me about you guys. I, oh, yeah, I support what you're doing. Sure. 
so he gave an announcement at EDS, and it sounds like something so basic, but let me just tell you, he just sparked that credibility, the interest level, people started asking about us. So I'm forever indebted to ECIA, love the organization, appreciate all the support, appreciate your team, look forward to you, and thank you so much, too. Thanks, Jackie, and thanks to all of our listeners out there. We'll see you next time on The Channel Channel.